You know, Andy, I went to the dentist the other day. She said everything was healthy, but I grind my teeth at night. So she said I needed a mouth guard. And that got me thinking. Every defender who plays defense on Scotty Barnes better be wearing a mouth guard because you're getting bodied and dunked on. Woo! Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Raptors NBA podcast. We are your hosts, Alex Drobin and Andy Redding. Um, big night in the NBA yesterday. Uh, we had a couple of really crazy games of the Raptors being a part of one of them. Before we jump into it, though, I have to say that we just hit a little bit of a milestone on TikTok. <laughs> okay. I know it's not a big deal for a lot of people, but to us, it's a big deal. We just got our 100th follower on TikTok. And honestly, thank you so much to everybody who's been following, who's listening on Spotify, who's commenting. Like, TikTok is a wild place, Andy. I never really realized how insane it was. A lot of people arguing in the comments. It's pretty funny. But here, real time, right now, it is November 6th, 1.14 p.m. We have 123 followers. Wow. Which is insane. What are your What are your thoughts on that? Do you want to tell the people thank you, first of all? First and foremost. Uh, thank you for your loyalty on TikTok. We love you. All 123. Three of you, 123 of you, baby. All of you, and everyone who's not following, we don't love you. Follow us, let's get that count up. Thank you for listening, thank you for watching. And yeah, you can find us pretty much anywhere so Instagram, TikTok, of uh, YouTube, Raptors NBA podcast, and on Spotify, we're there as well. Okay, so we're gonna do the same format, we're gonna do three takeaways from the Raptors game, then we'll do uh, the player of the game or sorry, the winner of the game, and then we're going to have a takeaway from the rest of the league. So, Andy, go ahead. Set us off, buddy. Okay, my friend. Let's not let's not beat around the bush. We got to talk about him right away. Scotty Barnes is him. He's that dude. He does he's, what dudes do. He's that dude. He's that dude. He put the team on his back. Game was over. People were writing this one off. Down 22 points. Scotty Barnes goes off in the fourth quarter. Absolutely. Make banging threes, backing guys down. Uh, he had that nasty step back triple to tie the game in the final minute. Just an absolute coming out party. He that That's what LeBron James does. Like that step back three. Whew. I did not think he had that in this game. I am a firm believer now. You You're were on him early. You got that jersey in the background. You had that jersey before he played a single game for the Raptors. That's right. That's right. Uh, I um, assume one of your main takeaways is Scotty Barnes. Yes, of course. That was my first takeaway as well. You guys know us. We're big Scotty fans here. His line last night, so 30 points, 11 boards, 6 assists, 3 steals, 3 blocks. Absolutely incredible performance all around. And it's not just those numbers, Andy. Like We talked about this constantly, but it's the intangibles. All the stuff that he does on the side. He's always talking on defense, always closing out really hard, switching hard on screens, uh, taking on any defensive challenge. He's always getting his teammates involved. He's always talking. He's always screaming. That one dunk he had against Jeremy Sohan, where he literally got the ball with about seven minutes left in the fourth, off an offensive rebound, by the way, got him in the post, literally one, two, I think it was three dribbles, and they just slammed on him. Who does that in the league? You got Giannis, who does that in the league. You have Joel Embiid, who does that in the league. Who else? Tell me. Who 
three dribble back down, slams it two handed on someone's head. We're looking at a star in the making right here. And you're right. Those last few minutes in the fourth quarter, he put the team on his back in the fourth quarter and an OT. He had weird rebounds. He had that one rebound off of a missed three where he got a one handed, tipped it a couple of times, then got it back out for another jumper. He is the total package. And I think we have a little bit of a new culture on this team because of Scotty. No, I agree. It is a breath of fresh air. It is wonderful to see. You said before the season, and I laughed at you, you said he's going to be an all-star. I thought you were just making a hot take, but he performs at even like 80% of this level. He will be an all-star. He is putting the league on notice. And what you said about what you said about the threes. So he went five for 10 from the three point line. If he gets an open three, it seems like he's hitting it almost every time. Some of his step backs still could use work, but he hit a couple of really tough step back threes as well. Like he is the total package. He's disgusting. Definitely making the ultra team. If he keeps playing this way, Um, what's our record now? We are three and four. So we lost to Philly. We actually didn't do a podcast after the Philly loss, uh, but I was expecting a win against the Spurs team, even though they have Wemby. All right, that's your first take. That was actually my first take as well. Do you have anything to add to the Scotty game? Uh, a stat that's not getting talked about too much. He had a game-high 42 minutes and looked fresh as a daisy at the end of the game. His, we talk about his strength, his shot. He's also got some great cardio. Man can get out there and run. Good for you, Scotty. 42 minutes, 9 for 20 for field goals, uh, 5 for 10, 3-point percentage. Good from the line. Eh, it's okay from the line. 7 for 11 from the line. Ignore that. Four, four offensive boards, plus 14, highest plus minus on the team. You know mm. we care about that stat around here. We care about that <laughs> plus minus stat around here. Plus minus pod. Plus my, This is the plus minus pod. I guarantee <laughs> you there's a pod out there that's called the plus minus pod. Guarantee you. By the way, anybody who's thinking about starting a podcast, every podcast name possible that you've ever potentially even thought about is taken. Anyways, all right. My first take. Second well, take. My second take, I guess. OG Ananobi. OG Ananobi. If he keeps playing this way, we're going to win significantly more games. I love the fact that he's shooting the three-pointer with confidence. Last night, he made seven threes. A lot of them were wide open because of our offense. He did have one blocked by Wemby. But overall, amazing performance from OG. Like I said, seven threes, 24 points. Um, went seven for 13, shot 50% from the field, had five offensive boards as well. That's with a team that has a seven-foot-six center who grabs absolutely everything possible. Four. Let's Don't give him extra inches. He doesn't need it. I feel like he's b- t- taller than 7'4", honestly. But OG Ananomi, big game, same thing. We have these two guys that are extremely difficult to handle on offense. And on defense, they play incredible defense all around against anybody who they have to guard. They can literally both, him and Scotty, can both guard one through five. So amazing performance from OG. If the offense keeps clicking this way, and this is part of this point, I think we're going to win more games if he gets into these open look situations. So in my opinion, Dark was doing a really good job in making the offense flow a little bit better. Um, A lot of down screens, a lot of actions on the baseline. People are coming up, getting wide open threes. And I love the fact how our entire team is crashing the boards. What are your thoughts? OG, I think it's obvious. It was also one of my main takeaways from the game. Uh, Those seven threes, that was a career high seven threes. So congrats, OG. 
on your new career high. I got a question for you, though, about OG. He has now, so far this season, surpassed Pascal Siakam in points per game. Has he, in your mind, become the second option on the Raptors and therefore making Pascal the third option on the Raptors? Whoa. Whoa. Okay, first of all, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. First of all, you're just saying that Scotty has jumped Siakam as the first option on the team, which I don't even know if I can agree with at this point just yet, because Pascal is still, I think, our go-to scorer when it comes to if we need a bucket, it's still going to Pascal. I think. Not last night. Eight I know. It's two for twelve from the field. He wasn't good last night. So the biggest problem with OG, and it's always been his biggest issue, is actually staying on the floor. Um, legitimately not getting injured. This year, he's played a lot of minutes, 16.2 points a game, 1.7 assists, with a 42.5 three-point percentage. So he's playing really well. I think if he keeps this up, first of all, Andy, I don't think he can be the second or first option on a team because I just don't think his handles are quite there. Um, He can get his own shot, but I think if he gets a double team, like he has to pass out of it. He's not so much of a creator as Scotty or even Pascal is. I think Pascal is better in terms of passing out of a double team. Um, But I do like that. I do like that take. And it makes me think with this sort of game from Pascal, could there be a move in the works if the Raptors don't have as successful of a season as we think they will? Or what do you think? I, I think there's more to this Scotty or this uh, Pascal third option thing than we really realize. He's down, he's averaging 15 points a game, his lowest as a starter in the NBA. Like the Raptors are winning when other guys are doing things like Scotty. So I like, would do you trade? So you're saying there could be a trade of Pascal in the works? That's what you're saying? Yeah, kind of. Like I'm saying if if we don't do very well, if the Raptors don't play very well for the next, whatever, two, three months, then mm-hmm. Pascal could be a great trade option. He's somewhat one of the, not one of the last pieces, but he's the third biggest piece. I think that we've had from sort of the old Raptors squad, if that makes any sense, yes. you know, from yeah. when Fred was here, from when Kyle was here, even from Champions. when DeMar was here, even, even before Kawhi Leonard came, you know, Pascal was doing, was doing big things on defense and on offense prior to, you know, Kawhi Leonard coming over and winning that championship. So is it time? I don't want to even say that. So I'm not going to say it, but I'm, I'm, I'm just, in my opinion, if there's a situation where we start losing a lot more games, we have a tough schedule coming up. Who knows? He might be on the trading block. And if we can get a good return for him and he feels like he wants to move on, then I could see it happening. I could see it happening too. Although that is trade. If you do it right now, that's trading an asset at a low point. So I don't really like that too much. On the other hand, you trade OG this year. That's trading an asset at a high point. You can get a, you can get a bank for him. You can get four draft picks, probably four first rounders. Well, that's, that's what the price was last year. I don't know if it, if it's the same just yet, but um. Just to throw in another little stat here, our boy Jakob, we have to keep mentioning him. <laughs> we all know how much your girl likes him. A bit weird. That comment was a bit It was. <laughs> 16 points, 10 boards, one block. He's going to be averaging a low triple-double, just like we said. 
nice moment too. They gave him a standing ovation in his return to San Antonio. Everyone loves him, not just my girl. <laughs> Everyone loves him, not just Andy's girl. Um, Dennis had another good game, 24 points, six assists, two steals. I don't know, good all around, but you know, San Antonio is not the best team, you know. So it's not one of those things that we should be extremely happy about this about this win. Uh, as we would be, for example, when we were as happy about that Milwaukee win, you know? That's true. Okay, speaking of that, I want to get point. to the third takeaway. You yeah. mentioned Spurs not being a great team. OG is... Sorry, not OG. Wemby is fantastic. He was amazing. He dominated in the first half. He was. He's the only good thing going for the Spurs. He was beautiful. Why on earth did they go away from him in the fourth quarter? That's when the Raptors start making a run, when they're not going up, going to Wemby every time. Is Was it poor coaching? Like, I don't want to rip on Pop, but, like, I don't know why all these guys are getting shots yesterday and not Wemby. It's really funny you're saying that because that's my next take as well. Stop. Yeah. We have the exact same takes, pretty Stop. much. But mine's a little bit different. But to your point, Wemby was doing everything. I don't think he was the only one on the team playing well. I think Keldon Johnson had an incredible game. I think he's their most reliable go-to scorer right off the bat. Um, He dropped, what did he drop? 26, six boards, yeah, yeah. assists. He's good. Like, he gets his own shot off well. He shot 11 from for 18 from the uh, field goals, 11 for 18, two for four from the three-point line. But to your point, it seems like if you get a little bit of an isolation or – like a elbow, you know, elbow extended Wemby isolation. I think he can shoot over anybody, and it's like him shooting a free throw. He doesn't even need to jump in some cases. You're right. Um, I don't know. I don't know what happened there. I think they definitely didn't go to him enough. I think in the in the whole game, or even to stop these runs. We also forget that he's like not, he's 19. I think he's not even 20 years old. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so he's a young buck. Um. But to that point, I'm going to continue the Wemby point quickly. Please do. He is so, – so let's see his line quickly. So 20 points, nine boards, four assists. Five blocks. Five blocks. Five blocks is huge. He's the league leader in three-point blocks this season. I don't even think it's close. Um, I don't even have to look for that stat. I just know that's what it is. But, <laughs> but what I was going to say is that he's such a force – in terms of changing shots, not just blocking shots, but changing shots. There were three or four plays that game where a couple of the Raptors went into the lane and they didn't even look at the rim because Wemby was around and he wasn't even very close. He does such a good job of making people nervous to not even try to go up for layups or you know, for dunks in and around the rim that he is an absolute game changer. Um, it's evident that he is like, he is, he is him. We keep saying he's him, but Wemby is that dude. I think he's disgusting. He's going to be probably an all-star this year. If he keeps playing like this, would you agree? I bet he could get the votes to be a starter. Like I, a lot of it's a fan vote. I think he's so popular right now. He's going to probably be a starter. I think. Yeah. Like he's like crazy popular. 38 minutes, seven for 16. Like he's playing really, really well. And I just think, it's difficult to put up any shots against them at all. <laughs> Five blocks and like probably like six or seven change shots. And then who knows 
what the stats are based on people who didn't even want to go up for layups, you know, mm-hmm. or shots around him. What are your what are your thoughts? Yeah, that in particular, that block on OG, I thought OG was wide open at the three point line and he just closes out so quick, extends those long ass, long ass arms. And there's no one like him in the league that can block a three pointer like that. Absolutely not. I'm, um, I might get a Wemby jersey. As you, you know, I like up. getting what you're going to put it up behind you. Maybe I like getting jerseys of like, you know, I have, I have a Steph jersey, for example. I had a Kawhi jersey when he was in. Uh, San Antonio. It's one of the first jerseys I I got that year. I probably have like a hundred jerseys, and I think I have to get the Wemby jersey because he's going to be. A, well, he's already a superstar. We can't consider him a superstar, can we? Oh yeah, you can. Yes, absolutely. Speaking of, okay, there's one play that I'm gonna clip out for this, but he kind of like fumbled the ball at the top of the key, and then he got it, and he literally took one dribble. He he picked up the ball pretty much at the three-point line and then had a two-step, two-handed dunk. And it's like, I don't think we've ever seen anybody do that in the league, in in the history of the league. You know, picks it up at the three-point line, two steps, two-handed slam, and his head was like maybe a foot off of the rim. I don't know. He's a special talent, um, and I think the Spurs are super fortunate to have him, and so is Pop, because that extends his career. The second coming of Wilt Chamberlain. We're seeing him. He's going to be banging 100-point games before we know it. Live and direct. Okay, just quickly going through the Raptors' schedule here. We have Dallas uh, on Wednesday, so November 8th. Saturday, we have the Celtics. So both of those are away games. Then Monday, we're back to beat the Wizards. And then we're (laughs) back once again to uh, beat Milwaukee at home on November 15th. Again. Mm. Dallas is playing well, could see us losing that game. Boston could see us losing that game. I don't know. Like, it seems like our schedule is a little bit more difficult that coming up in the next little while. So it'll be interesting to see how we get through this and how Darko handles these weird situations and weird teams like Boston that are based. It's basically an all-star team over there. Yeah. It's going to be a tough November. It could be a bloodbath. Uh, who is your Raptors winner? Am my winner of the week? Someone that I have mentioned before that I wanted to see him get in the rotation and do something, and I think he could have an impact. Sir Otto Porter is my winner of the week. <laughs> you love that Old guy. man can knock down a triple. I think he changed. You look at Scotty, yeah, he had a huge impact. Otto Porter changed the course of the game in the fourth quarter. Knocked down a couple threes. The bench isn't given much. Especially Grady. Great. We've talked enough about Grady, but... He's a zero right now for the Raps. Literally a zero. Yeah, literally a zero. Zero across the board. Uh, he did have four assists and three boards, but but you just need guys who can come down and come in and knock on knock down shots. And OPJ did that. Absolutely. I feel like uh, you're the biggest Auto Porter Junior fan out there. <laughs> so Auto, if you're listening to this podcast, send us like a signed basketball or something. All right, send it. Make it out to Andy Redding, please. Or if you want to come on the pod, if we'll you want to come on the anybody. Anybody is welcome to come on the pod. Not people who are arguing in the TikTok comments, but like everyone else. If you're a, ra- a real Raptors fan, send us a DM and we'll get you on the pod if you have something interesting to say. Um, my winner of the night. It's not of the week. We're going to do more podcasts, but of the night. True. Was Gary Trent Jr. I have to give a bit of a shout out to Gary Trent Jr. 
he had that one slam coming down the lane that seemed like ignited the Raptors and started a bit of a comeback. He, you know, again, he was minus one, but he had 10 points. He played 29 minutes. He played stellar defense all around. And like I said, I think that that dunk, to, um, that dunk really set the Raptors in a different direction because the energy was really low. Gary Trent Jr. came in, just fucking sl- sorry, pardon, slammed it on that guy's head. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's my winner of the night, winner of the game. He also had that clutch corner three with the made it like a two point game. Like you miss that. They're probably not winning that game and forcing overtime. I like how he grabbed the ball in that play, slammed it on the ground once and just popped it. Yeah. Um, it was nice. Okay. Moving on. What is your first, what is your only takeaway from the rest of the league? My first and only is a takeaway of someone who's not actually playing basketball. Okay. Sounds weird, right? Let's go to the Detroit Pistons. James Wiseman, six DNPs in seven games this year. I think we can officially say he's a bust. I thought he'd get opportunity to grow in Detroit, but it is. He is growing into one of the all-time busts. Golden State could have had LaMelo at the second pick. They took James Wiseman. He's not even in the Pistons rotation. It is sad to see. Uh, I just typed in James Wiseman, and the first storyline says, Warriors, Jordan Poole, James Wiseman trades are looking better by the day. So I'm not sure what on earth that says. Uh, that means Wiseman journey grows increasingly morose ahead of Warriors reunion. Warriors, will James Wiseman play against his former team? This is... You know, I didn't even take this in. We'll be available on Monday. Was he? Has he had any sort of injury, or what's been happening no, with him? He's been healthy. He's just not playing. Can healthy, DMP. just not playing on a bad team. Bring him to the Raptors. Bring him. Uh, you really think so? Of course. Like this kid. He, how old is he? Like twenty-two. I feel like he's such a young buck. And honestly, he didn't get enough burn. The thing is, if the Warriors are giving up on somebody that early. Like that's such a good organization where that's a red flag right off the bat. Okay. Relating this, relating this to the Raptors though. Yeah. Going back to the draft, the Warriors took Wiseman over LaMelo ball because they had too many guards and they didn't want LaMelo ball. But this is why you always take the best talent available. Relating this to the Raptors, people bashed Messiah when they passed on Jalen Suggs for Scotty Barnes. But look at us now. Look, Look at, us, at now. us now. Here All we right. are, three and four this year. That's Look a good at take. us now. Okay, my take. Buckle up. Oh, Buckle God. up. The Orlando Magic are the most underrated, least talked about team in the league right now, and they will make the playoffs and might make a bit of a run. Okay? If you look at the Orlando Magic, they actually just beat the Lakers on – Saturday, they beat the Lakers. They handled the Lakers. They beat them 120-101. The Lakers are 3-3. Three and three. That's a whole different story. But the Magic are actually such a good team. You know, I've been watching them, and I've been watching their highlights a lot, and it seems like they're extremely tough to stop. Like, Paolo Banquero, um, what is he averaging? I just looked this up. He's averaging, like, 17.5 points, 5.5 assists per game. Um, but he beats you in weird ways. Like, Versus Utah, for example, he dropped 30 
uh, nine rebounds, five assists. And then on Saturday against the Lakers, he had 25 points, 10 assists, seven boards, right? So he's always kind of circling around that triple double. And, you know, other dudes on that team are actually like, they're ridiculous. They have a lot of good team chemistry there. Uh, Franz Wagner, 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 how do you, how do you uh, want to say it? Wagner. Um, he scored 26 against the Lakers as well. That guy seems like he just, he shoots. He had 28 field goal attempts <laughs> against the Lakers. Uh, went 12 for 28, but like, to me, it seems like the magic are just like a cohesive team. They're playing really well together. And Paolo Bancaro just looks like an absolute monster. He's 6'10", 250. And he plays defense on everybody. That guy's going to be a center, as per Steve Kerr. But it's like he's getting all these all these stat lines that are in and around that triple-double category. Paulo Bancaro and the Orlando Magic. What are your thoughts? You remember in college when Bancaro at Duke was just, like, sweating up a storm and he, like, had to, like, sit off for five, ten minutes at a time because he was just leaking sweat everywhere? Mm-hmm. Props to the uh, Orlando Magic trainers for getting them some Pedialyte and getting him figured out that man is that man is a true pro now i had doubts about him you know it's funny so i'm I'm just looking at this game and everybody on the roster played versus versus the lakers everybody everyone there's four of them i got three minutes in the game but like cole anthony 23 minutes joe ingles 25 minutes mo wagner 19 minutes Anthony Black, Jalen Suggs, 27 minutes. Jalen Suggs, nine points. He was a plus 26. One thing about Jalen Suggs, I know we just said, obviously, it was a good pickup, picking up Scotty over Jalen Suggs. But he does bring a lot of energy to that Orlando team. Like, the cohesion is there, and he starts. He's starting over Cole Anthony. He's a good pro. He's no Scotty Barnes, but he's a good pro. It's hard to compare him, and he will be compared his whole career to Scotty, but he's good. Uh, guarantee you won't know this name. This guy's name is Goga Bitadze. He's a six foot ten power forward center who plays for the Magic, and he's just like one of those extremely well positioned dudes that is always there for the screens. Here, how many how many rebounds is he averaging? Actually, wait, he's only averaging three point five boards in that last game. He he played really well though. I think that's why he that's why I remember him. Yeah, ten points, ten boards. <laughs> there you go. Is he your favorite Georgian basketball player? He's he's up there. Is he the only Georgian basketball player in the league right now? That's <laughs> the real question. By the way, Georgia in like in uh in and around Europe in that Asia Europe category. Anyways, all right. Uh do we have anything else? Uh shout out Zaza Pachulia, former Georgian basketball player. Shout out Zaza Pachulia. Just look up Georgian <laughs> basketball players yeah, in the NBA. It's the only one I recognized. <laughs> Zaza Pachulia is Georgian. Um, what else? Do you have anything else to say? When's uh, the next game we're going to? That's the, that's the question. What are you off next? We can it, tell no. her. We can let our listeners know. Either next uh, Monday or Wednesday. So Monday versus Washington. We don't. Do we want to go to the Washington game? Okay, next we, Wednesday against the Bucks. Yeah, we should go see Giannis. Okay, perfect. Wednesday gets the Bucks. You want to wrap it off? Do the do the sign off, Andy. It's on you. Let's go. Thank you. To our loyal listeners. Uh shout out to uh one Anatoly Drobin. We love your support. You're the man. You're a dog. 
subscribe to our podcast on all platforms. TikTok, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, and unsubscribe from all other entertainment. <laughs> no, honestly, yeah, do that. All other entertainment options. Shout out to Anatoly Drum. That's my dad, by the way. Biggest supporter of the pod and the videos so far. I appreciate that. Make sure to unsubscribe from all podcasts and subscribe to all of our stuff. Like Andy said, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Raptors, NBA podcast. Let's go. Anything else, Andy? Have a Have a strong day.